Will Jalen Green have a year three leap this season? Is that even a real thing where players actually get better in their third year? I'm going to talk about that in this video and more. Tap in. Enjoy. The Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball needs, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at the Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans, and we're going to keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. This is something I know, I know, I know. So is the year three leap a thing and is Jalen Green going to have one? That is a question that has come up over the summer. We are seeing him in open runs and Team USA select team um, working out, you know, flooding social media with a lot of videos, more videos than we've seen from him probably his whole career. Um, and this has got the fan base excited. And to me, the general NBA seems like he's being groomed to be the guy that's next. And what does that look like for him? But first, you know, just to clarify the year three leap, it's kind of a it's a vague thing that people are trying to point out. You know, you think about a player coming into the NBA your first year, you're just trying to figure out what's going on, where things go. You know, am I ready for this? You're playing against grown men that have been in the league for some time and you're just a kid. Mostly the rookies are 19, 20, 21 years old. Year two, you feel a little more comfortable, but you may have more responsibility now. And that becomes another thing in itself where you have a bigger role, still trying to figure out where you fit on the dynamic of the team. And this is something that's real for a lot of players. And then year three happens. Usually in the third year, in any job, this is where people figure out who they are, right? This is where you get a little more comfortable, got a little more swag, a little more insight, a little more, you know, you can kind of anticipate things a little bit better. And this is where you see players start getting comfortable. Um, but the path to getting to that leap is not the same for everybody. Um, it's not the same for everybody. So, you know, for the sake of this video, I just wanted to see what does that look like? And what would that look like for Jalen Green? Um, I looked up a bunch of players uh, that fit that kind of two guard or combo guard role in the NBA in recent times to see how well their leaps were in their third year. Um, you know, first, John Moran. John Moran came into the league. Um, he was drafted high, just like Jalen. Um, I don't know what people's expectations were for him, but I don't think anybody foresaw him taking off to the levels that he is um, currently at in this moment, despite all the stuff he has going on. Um, but in his first year, he averaged 17 points on, you know, decent shooting splits, uh, you know, 51% from two, 33 from three. His EFG was uh, uh, 50%, so not, not crazy, uh, you know, but not too bad. Uh, Next year, he had 19.1 points. So he added two more points to his game. And then the third year, this is where he took off, right? The third year leap was real for John Morant. Went from 19 points to 27 points uh, on, on, in that season. 6.7 assists, 5.7 rebounds. His um, true shooting percentage went up. His EFG went up. And this is when he arrived to the player that we know and love now. Uh, for Steph Curry, another kind of a combo guard, smaller guard. 
he his was a little bit different, right? He did not have a third year leap. Steph averaged 17 his rookie year, 18 his sophomore year, and then dropped down to 14 um, in his third year because he got injured. Now he probably would have averaged more, but uh, that's where he dropped down. And the next year after that, in his fourth year, that's when he actually came out with the 22.9 points on crazy efficiency, 45 from two, 45 from three, uh, just nuts, just nuts. So, so Steph had a fourth year leap kind of his role was a little changed by injury. Um, Zach Levine, which is uh, the lower end, in my opinion, of Jalen Green's comp. And uh, he did not have a leap until his like sixth year. So Zach was a late bloomer, 10 points in his rookie, 14 in the second year, 18 in his third year. So I think it's safe to say for me personally that Zach Levine is not an outcome for Jalen Green. I think it's safe to say because to me, he's already surpassed that. He's already surpassed that. Anthony Edwards is an interesting one. Now we're seeing Anthony Edwards right now on a team, uh, on the Team USA, on the FIBA team, playing like the best player on that squad. And a lot of people want to compare Ant and Jalen Green. I just don't see the comps there. I can see they have very similar numbers, but I think they're going to do it in different ways. Um, I think the results may be similar as far as impacting, um, you know, scoring and winning and making plays. But I just think Anthony Edwards has an advantage over Jalen Green, which is physique and is a bigger player. He's a, he's a stronger player. He's taller, uh, longer wingspan. So he can be a, probably a more impact driver and defender early on. And that little curve of size that he has is going to be the, the reason why he's going to get to his peak a little bit quicker than Jalen will. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if Jalen keeps growing, he can get to uh, uh, the same level, just not in his third year. But Ant, 24 points in his third year coming from 21. So I think as far as results wise, they will probably have similar scoring outputs. There are a lot of similar similarities between their game um, and is a, a slightly better three point shooter. Uh, than Jalen is, and he is also more efficient um, at, in different spots on the, on the court um, than Jalen is um, uh, right now. But in the second year, they have very, very similar stats um, with his splits being 44-35 and 78% uh, from the free throw line, averaging 21.3. So the and thing, it's there. You know I mean? It's just, I just think he's not going to get to, uh, Jalen's not going to get to Ant's level that fast. Donovan Mitchell, another bigger, bigger uh, guard, um, averaging 24 in his third year from 23.8, basically 24 his whole career. Um, Donovan, once again, that size is an advantage for those type of guards. Jason Tatum, a wing I wanted to throw in there just to see what is Jason Tatum. He had a third year leap. Jason went from 13.9 to 15.7 points, then went up to 23.4 points in his third year um, on, on the Boston Celtics um, as, as a forward. And then um, the last I looked at was uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. And his third year, he averaged uh, 23.7 points from 19. He had a bit of a leap. I think he flashed kind of what he could be, but then he got hurt, right? Shea is almost like the Steph role where a guy is always constantly hurt for some reason. And then when they get their opportunity, they're able to show it. Um, but to me, the, the closest comp to Jalen, just trajectory-wise, context of the team-wise, is Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker, 13 points his rookie year, 22 points his sophomore year, which is, you know, eerily similar to Jalen and 24.9, almost 25 points in his third year. The reason I say that they're close is because a lot of the players I just named are on teams that are trying to win. 
And the context to me of the team really does matter in accelerating the players' impacts on winning. A lot of the players I named were trying to win games. A lot of them were are playing in the playoffs, minus a few of them. But you're thinking of like Steph, you know, the, in his third year, they didn't win a lot of games. But the year coming back where he did, did blow up, they they went to the playoffs, right? Went to um, the, the the Western Conference semifinals um, that year. John Morant pretty much been in the playoffs his whole career. Um, Donovan Mitchell, same thing, playoffs his whole career. Jason Tatum, playoffs his whole career. Uh, SGA has been in playoff settings in most of the years in his NBA career. Anthony Edwards been in the playoffs pretty much his whole career. So this is the difference with Jalen Green that is really hard to quantify. And that's why I think Devin Booker and him have a good kind of correlating relationship as far as their career paths, because Devin was in a similar situation where he was on a bad team and he was a player trying to figure out who he was. Um, but him and Jalen are not really similar in how they play but it's really just their career trajectories. In Devin's third year, 43% on the field goes, uh, and he was shooting 46 from twos, and uh, you know, decent three-point shooter, 38% from three. I expect Jalen Green's uh, three-point percentage to go up um, just like Devin Booker's did. One thing that really does give me a lot of uh, hope because y'all already know my stance on this. I've, you know, when Jalen came in, the highest upside he could be was like a Kobe Bryant type of player. And that was depending on defense. And we'll, I'll talk about defense in a second, but just to just to illustrate how special Jalen is as a scorer, because he still has the upside to be, you know, a generational scorer. Um, if you look at the list of players between the ages of 18 and 20, who scored 40 points in the NBA. Uh, number one on that list is LeBron James, which is crazy that this dude did it eight times. Number two is Anthony Edwards, did it five times. And number three is Jalen Green at four times. And Jalen is tied with Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic as, um, as the players tied for third that have scored 40 or more points um, b before basically between the ages of 18 and 20. Now, this is no small feat to do. Like you look at the, the, the list, you know, there's some one-offs on there. The guys that have done it once, I really don't count. You're talking about Brendan Jennings, Carl Braun, Melo did it once, Cliff Robinson, Devin Booker did it once, Eric Gordon, <laughs> for some weird reason, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Kevin Porter Jr. Um, did it one time, Shaq did it, Trey Young did it once. Um, but to do it four times is not a, that's not an accident. That is not an accident. So he does have a very dynamic aspect to his game. And I've talked about this plenty of times. What makes Jalen so, so deadly um, as a player is the fact that he's a combination of two types of skill sets, right? Um, the two types of skill sets being the fact that he's an explosive athlete that has one of the quickest first steps in the NBA and can get to the rim in a blur. And then he's also not a terrible shooter. He's actually a good shooter. He just takes bad shots. You know, you watch a lot of the film. Jalen takes hard shots like he, he the, the plays that are drawn up for him to get certain shots. He likes to like kind of um, make them a little tougher than they are. So that that is an easy area where he can get more efficient. So I, I, I know he's a good shooter. He just needs to be a, a more efficient shooter. Um, so. He's a combination of the explosive athleticism that we see out of the Derrick Roses, the Russell Westbrooks, um, John Morant, all these guys that, you know, are just demons in attacking the paint. But then he's one of the best young uh, guards coming off the screen in the NBA right now. Like for his age group, you're talking about 24 below. As far as off screens, Jalen Green is, is one of the best young guards coming off the screen. Now, he didn't get a lot of reps doing that under Steven Silas, who was dead set on letting him run a million pick and rolls. 
but um, you still see it. Like we've seen the games where him and Shangun get into their bag where he's coming off a screen attacking or he's coming off to shoot a three and he's just dissecting, especially when those bigs from the other teams are playing the drop defense. Like if you're going to give Jalen a drop, there's a chance he could drop 40 on you. And that's really been the case for him. And for me, what he really needs to unlock is using that skill set. That is such a rare skill set. And if he, if, he, if he could hone that into something more um more like consistent and that's the main thing for him is always consistency if he can hone that into something more consistent then you're talking about an all-star superstar level scorer in the nba and and the thing that's going to be really kind of determining how well he can punish the defense with his talent is going to be his ability to pass right and and we've seen flashes he had a stretch during the season where he was averaging five or more assists for a long chunk of games he has some beautiful passes like you could see he he knows the game. It's just the consistency is an issue. And you would you know attribute that to age and lack of experience and awareness. And you want all those things to go up in a video, previous video I had done for Jalen um, and for the entire team, kind of looking at what are things that these guys need to work on to really unlock themselves. For me, for him, it was getting to the to the free throw line more through his drives and then from his drives, opening up your game. That first step needs to be that's the the the, the butter to his bread gets to the free throw line like keep driving drive 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 and he needs to drive 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 and drive some more because when he's driving to the basket what are you doing you're collapsing the defense what does that open up shots for your teammates what does that open up guys are going to foul you for the amount of drives that he has Jalen is one of the most fouled players if not in the NBA uh, on on a on a drive-by-drive basis and he if he would just drive a few more times a game like he could average 25 points just off of that and you guys can see that in my last video um, talking about you know what the Rockets team could look like because I pointed that out driving to the basket is really the key for him because he's one of the most fouled players getting to the uh, when he drives in the NBA like right now not even year three I'm talking about from this season he was one of the most fouled players when he drove to the basket guys can't stay in front of him so for can he just drive more and get to the line more and then pass the ball out more that opens up a new level for him um and 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 you start thinking about what does that type of player look like well if you start driving more guess what the defense has to cheat inside then you open up that that three-pointer so that efficiency i'm talking about with the shooting is really would be a byproduct of his ability to punish the defense in the paint and then you put them in that bind that little bind, that bind, I always use that term, put the defense in a bind. All the superstars do that. I don't give a damn what you know position you play on the court. If you can make the defense have to do a, a choice whereas you're you're, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you're a superstar, right? You got a guy in the post like Alperin Shangun. Do I double him or do I let him pass it out to the three-point line? Do I double him or let him pass it out? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. James Harden. When he gets that high screen on the pick and roll, is he going to step back? Is he going to drive and draw the foul? Is he going to step back? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Hakeem Olajuwon in the post. What are you going to do? You're going to let him cook your big man and drop 40 on his head? Or are you going to let him pass it out to these shooters in the corners and around the, around the, the court? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Steph Curry, do I trap him? Oh, no, you're going to trap him. So he's going to pass it to Draymond, who's going to get an open shot or a layup uh, for a teammate. Damn, that's the that's the conundrum that these type of players put you in. And for Jalen and for all our guys, they need to learn how to put defenses in a bind. And for him to do that, it's going to be really, really predicated on 
how well he can get to that free throw line. And then once the defense has been beat terribly from him driving to the basket, then start dishing it off and, and getting those those passes to the corners, to the slot where you have those shooters there. And then if those the defense tries to close that hard, now you got the defense in, in chaos where then he could not only drive, kick it out to a teammate, that teammate to attack, attacks a closeout, he could then reposition and get also open shots, which is, is a great way to get your uh, three-point percentage and efficiency up. So that's going to be really, really important for him to do. And then lastly for Jalen, is going to be that defense, right? And I'm trying to build him up to be to be the best player that he can be. I, you know, I'm, I'm greedy. I want it all, right? I want it all. Like, I want him to be the best player he can be and, and for him to really unlock that, that extra level. Now, now, for him, if he can do the driving, the passing, the scoring, and then you add the defense, then you're, you're entering rare area here. And I'm not going to say this, this is something that I think he's going to do. This is something I hope he's going to do. But the defense. Now, Jalen as a defender is not a terrible defender, right? As people would have you believe. I've said this before. When it comes to just defense in a vacuum, man on man, he's actually good, right? If you look at from Synergy, his ratings... Um, for the different different type of defensive plays based on the most frequent number one being pick and roll ball handler. So he's you know, we a lot of teams run pick and rolls and he's a below average pick and roll ball handler. They have him ranked at 29 percent, which isn't great. Right. It's not terrible um, being that low, but it's it's not great. You know, what I mean, so so that's being below average in the pick and roll. What does that mean? That means that the pick and roll is, is a weakness for him because it's a team defense. Right. Remember what I said in a vacuum when it's just mano y mano, he can do his thing. So pick and roll ball handler. He is uh, below average because he has to nap. What do you have to do when you're guarding a pick and roll ball handler? Navigate screens. You know, what I mean, when that big man comes in screens, don't get wiped out. Then fighting back, having that effort to go over the top or under wherever you're going on that screen to try to challenge the shot or, or get in position to stop a drive. He's terrible at that. Right. Him, Kevin Porter, all our guys were pretty bad at doing that. Um, so that that's a weakness he's going to have to really work on. And that's going to be based on his strength, his body positioning and just his IQ on knowing who the players he's playing. You don't have to go over on everybody. You don't have to go under on everybody. It seemed like they would have a specific like, okay, we're going under and they just do it regardless of who the personnel is. Having situational awareness where you can switch your coverage on an offensive player based on who they are and their skill sets from watching film. And we're talking about watching film now. So that's kind of the development, the age. When you can do that, Okay, now you're doing something. Now you're getting into a different level of your game. I'm expecting that under Coach Udoka. I'm expecting that under year three. So can he be a better pick and roll ball handler uh, defender? We'll see. Here's something he is very good at, guarding spot ups. So spot ups are, are, you know, once again, in a vacuum. That's a spot up shooter, whether it's him contesting on threes, using his athleticism to, to try to deter the shot. Or, or being able to go in and help a teammate and recovering back with speed. That's something he's really, really well. Uh, he does really well. He's ranked very good on synergy uh, uh, in doing that. And, and 67% percentile in the league, which is above average uh, for that. He's also good on guarding handoffs. So these are, these are DHOs. Um, a lot of them are going to be just players that he can go under on. 
Um, a lot of times when he does have to fight over a screen on a handoff, he does get lost. Um, but, you know, he's 57th percentile, so he's slightly above average on that, on those handoffs. When he has to come off a screen, so these are off screen plays, any type of screens, whether it's screens on a handoff, screens, he is below average, below average, 29th percentile on that. Um, just like the pick and roll ball handler, once again, coming off of multiple screens, those are where you have to read the defense, right? You have to switch sometimes. Are you going to switch? Are you going to um, are you going to scramble to another assignment? All those type of plays he struggles on. And then uh, for post-ups, obviously, he is uh, below average. That's a size thing. That's going to come with with more age and, and, and more uh, stronger physique. And then here's where he's one of the best uh, young players in isolation, right? In isolation, Jalen Green is, is one, especially guarding on the perimeter, especially guarding guards, uh, other guards, one, one down twos. He, he is one of the better guard defenders in the NBA right now. So all of that tells me that he, is, he has the ability he has the the the, the want to uh, in some moments, not all. That's something that's also he, I'm going to have to see from him. But he has the ability, the physicality and the athleticism to be able to be an elite defender. All it's really going to take for him is to grasp the team concept of defense. And what does that come with? That comes with watching film. That comes with understanding personnel. That comes with situational awareness. Is that in him? I don't know. I don't know what type of defensive mind he is. How does he see the game on that court? That's going to be something that's going to be interesting for me to see. Now, how does that translate to his year three leap? All these things I just said. Well, you think about it. If he can have a more efficient year where he can score more efficiently, impact the team more with his scoring, not just scoring from because he got hot and hit eight threes in a game. Those are those are meaningless scoring. Like not that you could win a game. A guy goes off for 10 threes. Right. That's those are those are those are just blips. Right. That just happens. Cool. You need something that you can hang your hat on every single night. What is your thing? Right. What is the thing that you do that no matter what the defense does, they're screwed. And for him, it's going to be getting to the basket. And that's going to be on drives that will open up his world. So his my year three leap for Jalen is the combination of him with his size, adding more weight, adding more strength and getting to the basket, finishing at the basket, drawing fouls. And then from there, once the defense is so focused on him getting to the basket and getting to the line, now you're picking them apart with the passes. That's the leap I'm going to see. And I think if he does that and improves his situational awareness on defense by watching film and doing other things, the whole world is opened up for him. Then you're talking about an all-star, superstar level player. And honestly, it's not that hard to do for him. Not, no, I'm not talking about us, but I'm talking about for him as a player, because if you look at his game, all of it is right there. It's just that one little step. Now, remember, he's only just turned 21. Like he's still very, very young um, in the NBA. He's still very young in the NBA. So all of these things, a lot of the guys that you see on these all NBA lists are a little older, right? They, they've gotten some years under them. And once again, he's not Zach Levine. Okay. He's not Zach, Zach Levine. Can he be a Devin Booker? Can he be better? I don't know. We don't know. That's what we're going to see this season. I think he's, he's, he has been blessed with having a good coaching staff around him. He's been blessed to be put in a situation where he's going to be around some vets that actually aren't going to stifle his development. And then the fact that the Rockets are serious about winning now, taking him out of that tanking kind of that that milieu of tanking that really, to me, is is detrimental to players development. I think we're going to see a big pop from him. So for me, my prediction for Jalen this year is that he's going to be a near all star. 
Um, I can I can definitely see that um, him. He's going to score more efficiently. His point totals may go up by like one or two, but that efficiency is going to be crazy. I think the assist number is going to be between four and five, four and six. He can get that many assists and uh, just the total skill sets, the ability to get to the free throw line, the ability to exploit that when teams start packing the paint. Now you open up your mid range game when those big start dropping deep because they know that you're trying to get to that basket. That mid range is going to open up. That three pointer is going to open up because that guard that's guarding you when Shangun comes and sets that screen is going to be scared. He's going to go under because he doesn't want to get beat to the basket. Guess what? Now you're coming off having wide open threes. Then guess what? If he wants to take it to the next level, this might be year four or five when they start trapping that joker and he's kicking it out to that to that to that that rolling big man that shangun in that short roll and then you kicking it out to jabari and fred and all these guys spotting up for threes to me that's when the rockets will take off and make it to the playoffs when you have one of those type of players on your team it sets the standard he is our best shot at this moment to have one of those type of players on our team he is our best shot as much as I love all the other players, Jabari can be a superstar. He's a, he's he's a, a few a few years away. Shangun can be you know all NBA. All you know he's a to me he's a few he's a shot away and a, a good defense away. The the best chance the Rockets have in this coming season to having one of those guys is Jalen Green. So that's what I think that he's going to have to do to show us that he has that leap. And when the Rockets start winning. Then the respect from the NBA comes in where people will say, okay, they got a guy down there. He's been groomed for it. They are grooming him for it. Can he step into that door? Can you step into that opportunity that the NBA, the Rockets, that his life has presented him? It's going to be up to him. So far, he's been passing all the tests. All the words you hear from people talking about him is that he is serious and he is business this year. He's about his business. So let's just hope for our sake as a Rockets franchise, as a fan base, that he translates that into the regular season. But y'all let me know, what do y'all think? Is Jalen Green going to have a year three leap? Do you see him struggling or or, or kind of taking a step back? I think he's going to have a leap. I think it's really easy for him to do because he's already flashed so much. He just needs to put it together more consistently. Y'all let me know in the comments. Keep rocking with the Chop Shop. Keep supporting us. Hit the like button on this video if you stayed to hear me say this and hit the subscribe if you're new to the channel. We're going to keep dropping that five.